Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Okay, so we're going to go in three, two, one. Lions Lounge Lockdown, episode 55. Andy May. Andy, thanks for joining us, mate. Pleasure. Pleasure to be here. We got there in the end, mate. We, we had a couple of stop starts, but we managed to get it. We did. We did. I had a holiday in between and did a couple of other things, went to Cheltenham, but yeah, good to be here. Oh, nice. Any winners? Any winners? Yeah, we did okay. We had a, had a good time. Had a few days there. Had, uh, it was really nice. It was good to, good to be back there, let's say. Yeah, it's a, it's a fantastic event, mate. I'm, I'm there usually. I think I'm this year, but a brilliant, brilliant event. Not as much an event, though, as your meal career. Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe so maybe so it'd be interesting to see what you're going to say about it well before we get into the mill the mill bits I'm going to go all the way back born in Berry, seven years of Manchester no, City not true that, you need to check I was born in Collius in Manchester not born oh, in Berry. sorry mate you haven't got the accent though haven't got the Manchester accent no you, you're very well spoken <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a compliment or a slur. <laughs> no, 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 nothing against the Manchester accent, but it wasn't what I was expecting, let's put it that way. No, I'm from Manchester. I'm from city centre Manchester. And you come through the Manchester yeah, the, City, was it the academy or? Yeah, well, it was the School of Excellence at the time. But yeah. but the, the thing with the Berry boy, the Berry thing, and I'll just clear up, is that... Um, in my when I when I was at school, my school changed, went on to Berry Education, and then I could only play for. Then I ended up playing for Berry Boys. Okay. Um, and then before I played for England School Boys, so that was the route. So people associate that I went to a school that was under Berry Education. And I was I'm from Berry, right? But I'm not. <laughs> my school didn't move either. It just moved to a different under a different uh, education, different uh, area from Manchester to. Uh, Barry to stay as a stay as a grammar school. Right, right. You came through as it would have been the old school YTS then, or yes, I I was I was schoolboy at fourteen. Um, I used to train twice a week. Used to play at the weekends. Yeah, we came through that until, for two years, and then signed as signed as a YTS at 
17, 16, 17, yeah. And did my apprenticeship at Man City, yeah. Seven years of pro as well at Main Road. Not the, not the for the younger viewers, not the Man City it is today, but still a, still a great, great club. It, 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 was, it was a, a bit of turmoil, a bit of change. I mean, changing managers, um, have, you know, basically get the complete opposite to now having no money. Um, and, and you could say it was fortunate in a way that the, the club was forced to bring in the players that had developed through the, through the, the uh, School of Excellence. I mean, you know, we had done well. We'd done well in the youth. We'd got back to back. I think we got to the semi-final and the final of the Youth Cup and things like that in the previous year. So, so it, you know, it was, it was a decent squad. And, a lot of, you know, a lot of players ended up being pro and going on and playing and having successful careers from, from the, that, that sort of team. Mm. After Man City, you go to Huddersfield. So by the time you got to Millwall via Bristol City as well, you you yes. know made like over three hundred career appearances. Um, so my question to you, or the question I usually ask, is why Millwall? How did you make the move south? But I did my research. Hopefully this bit's right. You come across Mick McCarthy as a, as a fellow pro at Man City. Yes, yes. I was. I think I was about eighteen. I think Mick turned up at Man City and. Uh, I think Mick's probably about 23, probably. He's probably about five or six years older than myself. He came from Barnsley and came into the team, um, was very successful, got promoted. I, I mean, Mick didn't, wasn't there that long. I, I mean, he, success, he did that well, that City were forced to sell him in that process. So Mick was a, Mick was a teammate, yes, in 80, I would say 85, 86, 86, 87 season. Um, so that's where I came across Mick. And he said, I was 18, playing for my hometown club. Mick was 23. And I think he was married at the time and this, that and the other. So we sort of moved in different circles, but played in the same team. Of course, of course. And eventually, as I said, then, after the move to Huddersfield and been up north predominantly, maybe Bristol City, you started the journey south, but moved to London. What was that like for you to move to Millwall? Well, well it was good. I was at Bristol City and uh, Dennis Smith was the manager, come in as the manager. And, um, you know, we were doing quite well and I was, I was coming to the end of my contract. And, but I don't, know where, I don't know whether this is, whether it's a coincidence or not, but Bristol City, we, we came and played Millwall in the midweek game in, oh gosh, 1992, I think it would have been. Mm. What, 91-92 season. We came to Millwall in the league on a, on a, on a Tuesday or Wednesday night at the Old Den I think Phil Barber scored after about five minutes, put Millwall 1-0 up. And then we had, I think we had a strike force on that night of Wayne Allison, Leroy Rossini, and a young guy, you may have heard of him, called Andy Cole. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Andy Cole scored a hat-trick that night. I'm not sure. I think we, we ended up winning 4-1. And that was when Mick had just taken over as manager, I think, from, from Bruce Rio. Bruce Rio, yeah. I forgot Andy Cole came from Bristol City originally. Well, he didn't. He came from Arsenal and, you know, via that yeah, sort yeah. of thing. But he went Arsenal to Bristol to Newcastle, I think, then to United. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so so that that was toward the end of the season. I was out of contract and I was speaking with Dennis Smith, the manager of Bristol City, and then it was suggested. And I, I was I spoke to Mick and there was a suggestion of... And, and they couldn't agree a fee. And then I think there was a swap with uh, David Thompson. Oh, that's right. Dave Thompson, of course. Dave Thompson went to Bristol but City. But Dave, Dave Johnson went to Bristol City. Yeah. 
Um, I think, and I think it was a straight swap, as far as I know. Mm. I'm not sure. I think it was a straight swap. Um, so I, I came in for the 92, 93 season. I think it was my first season. Yeah, um, we've had Dave Thompson on the show. He's absolutely crackers. I don't suppose you would have had any interaction with him. But maybe you did. No, I did. I did because bizarrely, the first first because. Because Bristol City were back training before Millwall, I think, pre-season. So I did a week with Bristol City training, even though I was moving, even though I was moving to Millwall and, and Tom I was training at Bristol. Yeah. Character, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. You know, so so there was obviously all the jokes about who's got the best deal. How come we how come we've got both of them here at the same time? I thought one of them was not supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> it's um yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a swap deal. I don't suppose you really see them much anymore in football, do you? No, well, when I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think they couldn't agree a fee, and you know, Dennis Smith um, sort of helped really helped me out and said, you know, I'm not going to stand in your way if you want to leave. I couldn't agree terms with Bristol, and um, and then yeah, I agreed terms with Millwall, and then and then it was, it was set in motion that uh, David Thompson was coming to Bristol, and I went the other way. Nice. So what was it like? I mean, I think I've worked this out. You was 28 when you came to Millwall. So played in the North your whole life, obviously born in the North. Was that a difficult transition moving to London? Um, no, not really. No, no, no. Same being at Bristol, it was good. I mean, it's one of those when you're in different, you're different clubs. You have obviously players from different areas, you know, in Bristol City, we had, you know, we had quite a few players from up North and, and from obviously the West Country. And that sort of thing, and I mean, and obviously coming to coming to Millwall, um, we had a couple, you know, we had a couple of Scottish players. Colin Cooper was from the north, you know, and we had the um, we had Casey was there at the time, the American. So it was always a mixture. It's not it's not difficult. I mean, you know, I was I was referred to as the Northerner and and the Spy at one time because obviously I played with Mick. <laughs> so I was the so I was the Northern Spy. Funny you should you know that because um, obviously. You came to me, well, you said you, you'd played with Mick, but you was a, he was younger and he was married to different circles. But of course, yeah. when you arrived and Mick was your gaffer, I was going to say, was that difficult to see him as a manager? Because of course, previous season, he was a player at me when he moved as player manager and then originally, eventually, sorry, to manager. So I know I spoke to a few other players from that era and they sort of struggled with it. You know, he was their mate. They was out of him and now suddenly he's the manager. Well, I did. Well, obviously, I'd, I played with him early on. I was I was eighteen yeah. to twenty years of age. Like you said, it was eight years later on. I hadn't played. Mick had gone off to different places and been successful, you know, up in Scotland and in France and were and you know different areas. Um, so I, I had I had little contact with Mick obviously in that period of time. But um, no, it wasn't it wasn't a difficult transition for me because I, I had he was he wasn't a teammate. Yeah, for over eight. Eight nine years, yeah. so no, that was quite easy to do. And you know, Mick, I settled in quite well. Mick, you know, looked after me. I, I think I stayed with Mick probably on the first few days I arrived. Um, but no, it was, it, was, it was. I was delighted. It was a fantastic club. It was. It was. It was a great club to be around. The management were fantastic. You know, Mick was there. It was great. And wasn't. I don't. I, he's not the person I think people perceive him to be. And we had yeah. Ian Evans as the coach, you know, and Ian McDonald as the reserve team. We had we had a good, great coaching staff, great medical staff, and we're all really good, nice people. And it was a fantastic club to be at at the time for 
for what was happening, you know, and the players that were there. It was, it was exciting. We were, you know, we were a good side. Very, very good side. Watching some clips back this morning, scored a lot of goals, a lot of great attacking moves as well. I think started off, I think it's fair to say, although a lot of players didn't like him, you never encountered him, Bruce Rioch. But he, he got that team playing. I mean, he was a really, really good side with some fantastic, you know, yourself uh, pulling the strings, Malcolm Allen, Alex Ray, all flying forward. Yeah, I mean, you know, the formation we played, we played the diamond, which makes thought suited the players that he had at his disposal. You know, we had Alex sort of had freedom in a way. I mean, you know, Alex was as fit as anybody in the team, you know, and he, he, he was our goal. He was our, he was our goals from midfield generally, mm. but you know, we had Phil Barber on the left. We had Andy Roberts, you know, we had Malcolm Allen, I mean, and, and Johnny Goodman or Chris Armstrong. We had, you know, we had goals in the side. We had, you know, even the two centre backs was, you know, were chipping in. Rhino and Coops were scoring as well. So, you know, I mean, probably bar me, everybody else was scoring in the team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but as I said, it's a funny one. I said this, we spoke before we started. We said this year is a, a very interesting one to me personally because my age group, but so much happened during this time. And you, I'm not just saying this because you're on. When I said you was coming on, people said, what a player, fantastic footballer. You, you was technically very, very good. What did you call yourself off air? Do you want to repeat that, what you called yourself off air? Um, a very modest and shy person. <laughs> Was it McAlean? No, no, obviously the role I was given was play. It was to I sat in front of the back. We played with the back four, but because we had Kenny Cunningham on the right hand side and Ian Dawes flying, both flying down the touchline, mm. and we had two, you know, and a compliment too. We had two ball playing centre backs. You know, Rhino and, and Colin Cooper were comfortable on the ball, quite happy to have the ball to feet, and, and they'd split. I'd drop in between, and you know, we'd sort of play out between the three of us in a way. Um, or I draw, you know, so it, we were all comfortable on the ball and, and quite happy in the roles that we were given. And it, su it suited it suited us as a, as a team. And and the, and the two centre-backs, though they were ball players, mm. could both defend as well, yeah. <laughs> which is good. Colin Cooper's um, lined up to come on. He was a fantastic player for us. Yeah, I think everybody, you know, everybody grew in that team, I think. And, and they all went on, you know... To, to, to better things because they were all, you know, they're all quite young at the time. Mm. And, you know, and they all moved because of maybe one because of finances at the football club, but the other one was because they did so bloody well at, at Millwall in that period of time and, and and all showed as a team and individually what, what good players they were. Yeah, I get, I get the feeling, obviously, it was a successful period. But I get the feeling, you, you, you know, you're taking great pride in telling me about all these players. Was there a great togetherness amongst the, amongst the boys? Yeah, it was it was good. It was good. It was great. I mean, we had you know, the, we had the London boys, and you know, but we, as a group of players, we, we all got on really well. There was there was you know there was no side issue. There was there was nothing. Mick wanted the players to be together. Mick was great as a manager, and he sort of fostered that between the players. And and Ian Evans was a big part of that as well. And there was a good camaraderie. A lot of joking. A lot of uh, you know, Mickey taking to say the least. Um, I don't think it's any different from one of the club, but was a, was the bond was, was you know dare I say it was that Millwall bond of you know you know no no one likes us we don't care and it was that sort of thing we'll go out and play our game and we'll do what we do and if you know we'll if we ha if we have to outplay you we'll outplay you but if you know if it becomes a battle we have enough players in our team that will stand up and be counted and and you know and did that quite often.
yeah, yeah. Just, just winding it back as well. I said, obviously, this was during my early teen years, so I'm always asked this question. It's a little bit of a just a fanboy question. Like, what were the places you went as players? Where did you Where did you live personally? Like, a lot of players lived around the Elton area. What was your living situation? I know you said you lived with Mick at first. I lived well. I I, I was in uh, Orpington around that area. Oh, nice. So I lived in in the Orpington area around. Well, not that so long anymore, but maybe back then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I used to live sort of Chelsfield Park, Pratt's Bottom, sort of on the uh, on the on the Bromley Road in from the motorway. Yeah, I know it. I know it. I know it. So I so I was out. So I was out in that direct because obviously we used to train at uh, Sidcup originally. Yeah. And um, and then when we moved to Beckenham, I think it was. Um, you know, it was it was sort of I was I was still equidistant to the, to both training grounds. So, so I'd actually, you know, picked an ideal spot to live, to be honest. So, your first season, 38 appearances, one mm. goal. Do you remember your debut? It wasn't on your debut to go. <laughs> <laughs> Did I only score one goal in the first season? Um, you only scored one goal in total. If, if, if the Mills history stats have, you know, given me the one well, um, I don't know. I can't, it, was I can't great goal. it was a great goal. We'll talk about in due course. But their volley against Bristol City. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I watched it earlier. I, I think I have seen it recently, and I don't know why it popped up. But it, yeah, it was a volley against Bristol City. We was four. What was four new up after like half an hour? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. Um, debut uh, no debut. Go on. First um, game lost three one away at Watford on the opening day of the season. Of Did the we really. 92-93 season. But yeah, but you were pretty much, you know, an ever-present, ever-present that season. Standout memories? Standout memories of that season. I mean, I mean, I know at the old end, I know we scored a lot of goals. Yeah. I, know we scored, I, mean, I mean, I think we had a run at one time of scoring 4-0, 5-0, 6-0. We yeah. beat Brentford 6-0. I think we'd beaten... I've got it written down because it was the first... I've got my first pair of Puma Kings in the morning. And then went to the den in the afternoon. We put six past Notts County. Notts County. Um, yeah, West Ham were in that division. Charlton were, you know, strong in that division. Um, I'm at televised game. It was a televised game. I think we, we did really well. Um, I think was it, I think we played, we were playing Charlton probably at Upton Park. Yeah. It was a televised game. And I think we, we won that game. And we, we had a couple of good games against West Ham as well. Um yeah, what was I mean, it like for you to play in those London derbies? Um, no different from any other game for me. You know, it's a competitive edge. You're playing, yeah, you're playing the local rivals. It obviously means far more to the supporters in, in that sort of, um, you know, sort of realms of things. But um, every game was, you want to win, whether you're playing West Ham or whether you're playing, you know, a team from up north, I suppose. But uh, yeah, it was, it, it, was a, it was a great first season at the Old Ben. Um, you know, it was enjoyable. We were entertaining. We were winning games. You know, everything was everything was looking good, mm. and that's you know, and that sort of thing. And uh, I mean, I mean, they said it's a long time to remember. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether that was the season I got injured at the end of that season. Or yeah, it was. Geez. You missed you missed the running the last sort of ten games, which of course then made you miss the final yeah. of the game at the old den against Bristol Rovers. So, what was it? What was the re- injury? Do you remember? Um, I, I had an injury called compartment syndrome at, at the time, and, and basically what, what it was is my cast kept tearing. So it was something to do with the, the, the sack 
that the muscle is the calf muscle is, con- calf muscle is contained in. It kept te- so I kept kept tearing my calf, and there was no rhyme or reason. I was I was given orthotics. I went to different places, had different treatment. I'd come back and I'd be training. I think I'd be okay. And then, you know, thinking I'm fine, playing a couple of reserve games, came back, struggled, and and it, it was I just struggled with it on and off for. You know, it, was, it seemed a quite a period of time. I had surgery on both of my calves, um, so it was a low. It was it was a low in that. You know, we 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 should have and could have got and got promoted that first season. I think mm. I think we were we were as good as anybody in that division, um, and you know we should have got automatic. We shouldn't we shouldn't have been in the playoffs. That's for certain. You know, and we finished finished so far ahead of everybody else. In the, yeah, you know, in the playoffs, I thought we exactly the same. Looking back this, uh, this morning, we finished seventh, seventeen was... points finished above Leicester or no Derby. Oh no, that was the season. That was later on. That's when we finished third. In this first season, we finished seventh, six points off really? the playoffs behind All Leicester. Right. And that, that was the year I'm sure that Swindon beat Leicester like in a mad game at Wembley. It was like four three. I think right. Carrick scored. Yeah, didn't he? Yeah. But, but in that first season, yeah, you're right. Like we had. A very good push under Mick. We had to score a lot of goals, a lot of good players. So maybe a shame we, we didn't we didn't go up. Obviously, the club were looking to grow and develop, and the new stadium was born. Let's say. Yeah. So, as I say, we finished seventh. It's been mm. a good first full season under Mick McCarthy because the season before, obviously Bruce Riot was in charge to a point. We're going into a new stadium. We're playing exciting football. But you're injured at this point. And in the ninety three ninety four season, you only played one game. Really? You played one game. Sorry, he was involved in two games, right? So yeah. he wasn't on the bench. So I, I assume he was injured for a long period. Yeah, yeah. I was out I was out for a long period of time. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't even... Th- I don't know. I, I, don't, I wouldn't even know off the top of my head how many games I played for Millwall. I wouldn't really know. Uh, 54. 54 games. Really? The first season you played 38. Uh, and then this second season, you know, when I've looked, you only played... Well... This is so strange because, as I said, plenty of talking points. He was on the bench when we played against Arsenal and lost 1-0 at home in the FA Cup. So I'm assuming you yeah. should be coming back. Yeah. In the following game, you started away at West Bromwich Albion. We drew 0-0. He was out pretty much then for, for the entire, you know, the rest of that season. Was the, was the injury just yeah. constantly? It, it was constant. It was just a constant tearing. Yeah, it was a constant thing that happened and just wasn't able to recover you know, I was having all sorts of different treatment. I was having acupuncture. I was going to Hydro. I went to Ireland to have treatment. I was, you know, just constantly trying to to solve the problem. It, it, it was just a bizarre thing that I just couldn't sort of get over at the time, to be honest. I had orthotics and they, you know, and it's bizarre because once I'd sort of gone away from Millwall, I ended up playing in... Um, I went to. I played in northern. I played in Northern Ireland, and I probably played about thirty games in Northern Ireland. And I went and played in Hong Kong for four months. So, and I, I had no problems after that. It was, it, was, it was a strange, strange thing that sort of came, wouldn't go, and then did go. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. 
Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Just went and, you know, never not, not had that problem since. That's, that's crazy. Hmm, yeah. It was, it was, it, it was, it was, a, it was a time. I mean, I, th- I thought I'd play more games in the second season, I must have met. Um, but um, obviously not. <laughs> no. No, so I mean, new stadium. We're pushing. We did actually. I mean, frustrating for you that season, yes. But we actually had a very good run. That's when we finished third, um, and we played Derby. Yeah, but, I, yeah but, but I played. I remember playing in a game at, at the new stadium, and we we're playing Tranmere because because a, a former teammate of mine of Tranmere was in goal, Larry Nixon, and he was well. And last time I played against him was ten one. I had scored against him. Um, when I was playing for Huddersfield, and then in one, uh, like ten one, yeah, and um, and then I hit the I hit the crossbar, I hit the crossbar in the game. So I must I'm I'd, I'd, I'd have to check that out about how only playing so few games in that second season. Yeah, but the third season I, you played eighteen times in the third season. Really? Yeah, you played thirty uh, eighteen in the uh, in the last season. In that second season, yeah, unless unless the um, the stats are wrong, which is the, the you know that's uh, the Mill History site. Like, that's All why right. I thought down here. You know, you didn't play again that season. Why was that? Was it injury? I thought might potentially you'd fallen out of Mick or something. 
No, no, I was just in. I was injured. I was injured for a long period of time, but I didn't. I didn't realize I was out for a whole season. Didn't realize that at all. Um, like I said, I thought. I mean, I thought in three seasons I'd played, probably played, yes, yeah, 60, 60, 70 games. I think I'd, I'd have to have. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'd only be looking in the same places that you're looking. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, look, said, it wasn't a great season for you personally, but the club pushed on again, and also. With that came new players, youngsters coming through for the first time in a long time in the club's history. A good influx of youngsters. Mark Kennedy, Mark Beard, Ben Thatcher was absolutely off his canister, apparently. Mm, yeah, Thatcher, uh, Andy Roberts. Yeah, Alex, Alex, you know, blossomed into an <clears throat> excellent player. And like I said, I mean, the change and I think because we lost so many good players, obviously probably similar to what happened at City, Millwall were forced to bring players through sell players and bring the youngsters in. And but they were a good in, like they were a good influx of young players, as mm. you've just said. All the all the boys that came through were excellent and and went on and did, you know, did great things for other or good things for other clubs. Yeah, they did. So this is now when you sorry when you signed for me or was it a was it a two year, three year contract? I signed for three years. Yeah. So, I signed originally for three years, yeah. So moving um, in to your final year, obviously you've come in, we finished seventh first season. Finished third, second season, new stadium. Surely, I think a lot of fans thought the right was on the wall. Mick was going to take us to the promised land, but it didn't go. You know, it sort of went after after two good seasons. It's yeah, it sort of petered away a little bit. And uh, but I think that was the quality of the players that, that Millwall was selling as well and got rid of. Yeah, because we, we, we had a really good, really good FA Cup run. Obviously, he wasn't involved in that, but he was still at the club. I remember we we played Arsenal in the League Cup in the FA Cup. I remember Tony Adams scored in the last minute at, at the Den, at the new Den. I think beat us one 0 in the FA Cup. Right, but yeah. we, I remember. But I remember we played. I played against. We played against Arsenal in the League Cup because I marked. I marked Paul Merson in the game. Yeah, that was in the um, 93, 94 season. Yeah, and I think I think did Mark Kennedy score? So so. Sorry, the 92-93 season. Yeah, this was your first season. Mm. Um, we played Arsenal in the League Cup. We drew 1-1 away. Andy Roberts scored. And we drew 1-1 mm. at home. Lee Dixon scored an own goal. We went on to lose 3-1 on penalties. We, we played Arsenal three years on the bounce. In the League Cup yeah. in the uh, 2-93. In the FA Cup at home at the New Den, when you're saying that Adam scored late. It's a big goal-mouth scramble, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the 93-94 season. Mm. Um, you marked Paul Merson that night. And not that night in the League Cup game. Oh, in the League Cup game. I didn't, I didn't play. In the, I didn't play in the FA Cup game. I don't think. I think. But yes. I, I played in the League Cup in the year when Andy Roberts scored. Yeah, yeah. When we drew both games. Yeah, that was the ninety-two, ninety-three season. You done. You done a number on Paul Merson. Not an easy one to mark. <coughs> he was, well, he was. He was. He was a young. I mean, he was a young boy then, and he was just in the side. But but we played so well in that game. I mean, we should have won at Highbury. I think as well on that night. We yeah. played so well, um, and uh, you know, and because we were playing well in general, and I thought, you know, we were quite up for giving anybody a game at the time, and uh, you know, we were unfortunate, like I said, to run into Arsenal three times on consecutive years. Crazy, but um, yeah, that was the ninety two ninety three season, ninety three ninety four. So they beat us, they beat us at the Den. That was when. Uh, Tony Adams bundled on one over, but the, the year after was your last year at the club, the 94-95 season. And that's when we went mm. on the FA Cup run where we beat Arsenal, um, 
in the replay at Highbury, 2-0. Mark Kennedy, Mark Beard both scored. Uh, we beat right. Chelsea in the next round at Stamford Bridge on penalties. But you wasn't involved in any of those, so I'm assuming it was, yeah. it was back in with the injury. Yeah, yeah, I was in, I was injured, yeah, on and off in that last season. But yeah. I but I thought I played, you know, I, like I said, I played towards it. I know I played towards the end of the season. And there's a, there's a massive talking point where the protester comes on the pitch. He's in a midweek game. And he sort of, he runs from the, from the East stand. He's, he's buttoning up his suit jacket and he sort of sits in the centre circle. And you're the first man on the scene. Really? Do you not remember that? <laughs> no. <laughs> not at all. Yeah, yeah, look, I've got, I've got the photos. Hey, definitely you. See if you can see that. Not at all. Can you see that? Yeah. But I, 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 gosh, I don't remember that. <laughs> like I said, I played towards, I know I played towards the end of the season. Mm. And, uh, you know, I thought I thought I did, I thought I did okay. I thought I did enough that, you know, that I would still be there, to be honest. Mm. That was what I was going to ask you, but what was your mindset? Would you come into the end thinking with the injuries, potentially making you think about quitting or was you thinking I'm going to get a new contract? No. No, no, I wasn't thinking of quitting. I, I wanted to play. And I thought, and I said, I thought, as you said, I played a number of games towards the end of the season. And, I, you know, I thought I, you know, I thought I was, I was getting back to form towards the end of that season. And, um, but then, I, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't offered a new contract um, from then, you know, after, at the end of the season. So I sort of hung around, was trying to still sort of fitness, train, and training with the reserves, I think. And then I went, I went to Oxford on trial to Oxford, and then I ended up playing in Northern Ireland uh, for a couple of seasons for a friend of mine. And in '97, I ended up going to Hong Kong for four months. What was that like? So, uh, it was different. Um, you train, you train next to the team. You're probably playing the following night, so you <laughs> you train you train the Happy Valley Race Course. All the pitches are side by side. And the team, they said, the team you're likely to play the following evening is training on the next field. Um, but it, it, it was okay. It was, it was a nice experience. I mean, great setting to play football um, in uh, Hong Kong in Happy Valley at the race course. Um, but yeah, you know, I played in games and we did okay. Played for Eastern and, you know, for four months. It was, it was the handover year. That's why I remember it so much, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and I, I was able to play and you know and that sort of thing but it was sort of like then trying to trying to get a club and find a club which which was just became more difficult so I ended up doing my coaching badges I suppose at the end of there 97 98 um I must have started doing my coaching badges which I think I completed in something like 99 I think something like that mm. were you up to now you still, still involved in football no, 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 not at all. I mean, I was. I mean, from then I was doing a lot of comments because because even when I was at Millwall, I used to do, I used to do a lot of stuff with Dino standing. Yeah. So I used to do commentary. I used to do a lot. I used to do the, used to do the um, South London Press with him and do, and do a bit of media work with him for a spell. Um, and then I ended up ended up uh, sort of going back and um, doing a lot of stuff uh, for City in a way. And I was, I was doing a bit of stuff for Man City at the time as well. And then 
I was coaching, and then I was I'd got my coaching badges in in the late nineties, and then um, I was offered the job to go to Halifax at the time. So I went I went back up north to Halifax, and then ultimately went over to Wigan as the youth team coach, right. and a couple of seasons as the youth team coach there. So that all finished around about and now two thousand two thousand and one, two thousand and one, and then after that, my involvement was basically on the media side doing. Uh, working for Radio Manchester, covering Man City games and that sort of thing. Um, doing bits and bobs before I eventually went to America in 2003. Went to live there for three years and but I didn't work out and came back and, you know, just got on with life. Yeah, I'm very happy, very happy I am where I am down in Dorset, yeah. Down in Dorset, um, yeah. Down in Dorset, you know, with a, with a beautiful lady and uh, everything's very happy I'm delighted yeah. I'm pleased to hear it mate if we can go back to your meal days I always ask for your standout memories if you can remember any from your time at the club memories of milk oh gosh I said it was, it was the games at the den I remember I remember. I said that's 6-5-4 winning scoring lots of goals but but I, I think I think the game I remember was the televised the televised game against Charlton I think uh, when we played them up to part was was the main was the main one where uh, you know they sort of <clears throat> stood out in a way because you know Charlton had a, had a good decent side at the time we're going quite well you know we're quite fancied in that division at the time and mm. you know we went up, we went and absolutely dominated them and completely you know walked the game in a way and should have won far far more easy than we probably did but. It was just being there, being with, I think being with the group of lads I was with and the management, it was just it was just a good place to be. I mean, it obviously always helps if you're winning games. It's not so good when you're injured and, you you, you know, you're not really part of it. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I look back at it, it was enjoyable times. Probably probably I played my best football at Millwall, I suppose, in a way. Mm. Um, and, you know, that was down to the system we played in, down to the management. And, and also the other players I had around me, I suppose, that, uh, you know, helped me do that. And, uh, you know, it was a pleasure to play. You know, Alex Ray went on, you know, to do great things. Mark Kennedy, you know, Colin Cooper, you know, Ben Thatcher, Andy Roberts, John Goodman, they've all, Casey, you know, they all went on. They all went on from younger players and developed and, uh, you know, just shows what, what a good, what a good club Millwall was and brought players through and was able to, you know, sell them on, I suppose, unfortunately, and rather than, be, you know, financially be able to keep them. Really big mix of young, experienced players, you know, foreign players. Well, who was like the big characters in and around the training ground in the dressing room? Well, I think when I signed, I think I signed, I think I was the oldest player. I think I was the, so, so there was probably me and maybe Alan McCleary. And I think Rhino was just a little, just younger. I think Rhino was just a bit younger than me, not, I think. Um, so, so I came in as sort of, I was, I was, I think I was probably, you know, indoors. I was probably the oldest player. I think when I came at 28, 29, I think. Mm. But Rhino, Rhino was, was, was the big character of the club, having grown up and come through the ranks. Alan McCleary um, was, you know, done exactly the same thing. We had Malcolm Allen, who was a character in himself, you know, um, we had the American boys that had come through, you know, we had Casey Junker, 
you know, and Bruce Murray. We we just had it. Yeah. And, you know, Colin Cooper knew his own mind. And I said, we, we just had a great set of players. Aidan Davison, you know, it was just a great set of players to be in and amongst and in and around. And the club, I say, this was all fostered by Mick and, and Ian Evans. Yeah. For me. That allowed, you know, allowed us to do and be who we wanted to be and play the way he wanted us to play, you know, and he fostered everything about that. And they said it was, it was, it was a nice environment. It was just a lovely environment to be around and, and a pleasure to be involved with the club at that time, even though we, we didn't have material success. Um, we played some great football. Mm. Who, was you clo- like, who was you closest with in that squad? On a personal level, maybe maybe off the field. Um, no, not not anybody. Re- not really. I mean, you know, players it certainly are married. There are sort of like sort of you know lonesome characters. I mean, Colin Cooper lived not far from myself, similar age, but but not really. Not really. I wouldn't say I was. I, I wouldn't say I was close to anybody in particular. Yeah. It was just as a group of players, you know, I used to, you know, I I, I would have roomed with Andy Roberts. At times, do you know what I mean? I had a room with Colin Cooper, had a, you know, had a room with Dolby, had a room with Alex, you know, and all these sorts of players. Yeah. So, you know, so there wasn't anybody I, I think I particularly room with when I was there. Um, you know, so, you know, I, I, had a, I think I had a, re- you know, I had a good relationship with Andy Roberts. I got on really well with Andy. And I, I still speak to Andy every now and again. You know, John Goodman. There was, there was, there was no older, younger, experienced, inexperienced. Everybody just sort of was in it together and mm. helped each other. I mean, you know, and as you probably know, South London boys are not backwards at coming forwards. We had Dolby, we had Roberts, we had Thatcher. We, you know, we had all these that had come through the ranks, and you know, and Beardy as well. We're all, you know, like I said, not backwards in coming forwards, and and, and that was, and you know, that 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 didn't. That's that's not a criticism. That that helped foster everything, you know. And we had experienced pros, and everybody was, was wanting to help each other. It was just it was such a good place to be. We glazed over it earlier. Let's let's cover it in a bit more detail because I'll put it on the screen as well for the for the fans in the edit. Your goal against Bristol City, your old club. That must have was that must have been a sweet feeling against your old club. Well, it was, it was bizarre because I did see the goal. Um, it was a volley. It was I think it was a volley. From outside really, the ball, like a, it's like a left-footed volley, and you, you sort of get there before the Bristol City player as well. So you're sort of under a challenge, and lift it beautifully yeah. over the keeper into the cold blow line end. It really must be very disconcerting to Dennis Smith how his defence is caving in, and there might be something else here now. The ball is cleared by Scott, not very far, and well, she's beaten for the third time, and it's Andy May, the former Bristol City man, who's got the goal. He was lurking just on the edge of the penalty area. Scott's clearance, and then Osman, and it came to May, and he's lashed it into the net. Uh, yeah, that's right. I mean, I did see. Re- I mean, I don't even know. That obviously must have been the first season. Yeah, it was. Yeah, must have been. Must have been the first season. Um, and I'm, I mean, I know I didn't score many goals. But I'm shocked I only scored one. And I mean, that's taken me aback. <laughs> <laughs> That's taken me about, yeah. But um, it was, yeah. I mean, I like I said, I saw that goal recently, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know why I saw it. It was somebody I was must have shown it to me, or mentioned it to me, and I did see it, um, <clears throat> the goal. But um, 
there was no there was no individual memories that it was it, as in one particular game or one particular incident. I just I just then enjoyed my time being there when I was fit to play. I just you know it it was. I thought I was probably playing as well as I'd, I'd, I'd been playing in my career and was enjoying it. And like I said, having the players around me um, allowed me to, you know, to be the player that I was at Millwall in that first season. Yeah, mate, I, I always end on one question. But before I do that, I, I can't believe you can't remember that, that incident where the fan comes on because so many people, you go ask him, you go ask him about the, the, the pitch invader. I'm sure it's Paul Val at home on a, on a midweek game. And uh, yeah, he just plants, in, plants himself down in the centre circle. And you sort of like, look, and you, you come over and we was all like, we've been waiting for years to find out what he said and you don't really remember it, so it couldn't have been memorable. <laughs> I don't remember what I said. I, you know, it was probably something, I mean, if we were losing 3-1, I was probably telling to stay there. <laughs> don't move. You stay there. Or I probably said, do you mind moving? You're in my spot. <laughs> yeah, he was bang in the centre circle. <laughs> <laughs> that's where normally I stand when the game's going on. So um, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't anything aggressive or, to, or uh, anything insulting. It would have been something along the lines of, you know, yeah, that's where I normally stand when the game's on <laughs> and things like that. So um, that's that's the best I can offer that I thought happened. Though, like I said, there's very little memory of it at all. No worries, mate. So my last question is if you could meet up tomorrow with three of your ex-Millwall teammates, who would you pick and what would you do? You know, would you game of golf? Would you go for a meal? Would you be to have a little Wednesday club? And what three players would it be? Which three players would it be? Oh, gosh. That's putting you on the spot, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I suppose I, I spent a bit of time with uh, Jamie Morley. Um, Malcolm Allen and probably Alex. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we've we've heard a lot of stories on. They was called the Mepham too, I think. Alex and Alex and um, Malcolm. I was, I was with Alex last week. I was on a shoot, and Alex Ray rocks up, rocks up with points. Wasn't expecting him to be. Had a good yeah. Game. Yeah, they've just taken over at Reading, haven't they? Yeah. So yeah, they, they were yeah. they were lively. They were a lively period. So Alex Ray and Malcolm Allen. And so who was yeah. that? Andy Roberts. Oh, Pikey. They called him Pikey, didn't they? Pikey, yeah. Pikey was, yeah, yeah. I spoke, I spoke to Pikey, messaged him a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Like say, Andy was, because we sort of played in, in midfield together and, you know, or rotated positions. Alex was in midfield with me. I mean, you know, I mean, in theory, that, that was the four that was the four that played. That's a good little Bar, four. Phil, you know, Phil, Bar, Phil, Phil Barber was in obviously occupied that left-hand side because, you know, he had such a great left foot. Mm. But but the other three rotated, you know. You know, Andy probably played more than uh, Alex and, and Malcolm. But that was that was the rotation of, of, of the, the four midfield players, you know, on that side. Mm. Um, so, so that was, that was our, that was our midfield diamond, let's say, with Malcolm and, you know, Malcolm at the, at the top, me at the bottom, Andy on the right and Alex on the left, you know. And, um, just worked so well. We had, you know, we had we had goals in Alex. We had, you know, the finesse probably in in Malcolm and in the in the individual ability. Um, you know, we had we had the youth of of Andy Andy Roberts, and and probably sort of the wisdom and uh, experience from myself. Mm. So it you know it was, it was a great little combination of 
what we all had together between the four of us that uh, that worked so well. If you took them three with you, I bet you wouldn't be going to play practicing tactics, would you? What would you be doing? <laughs> I don't think we'd be playing golf either. <laughs> we'd, we'd, we'd be out for a quiet a quiet day out in, in London, probably. <laughs> Brilliant. Visiting the sites. Visiting the sites. Yeah, definitely. Definitely sightseeing. Andy, I've loved having you on, mate. Thank you so much for your time. Another pleasure. Been a pleasure. Thanks very much. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.